Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's the final word, Ashes Daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Westfield, London, and Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. It's wet, it's yuck, it's your 30 second summary. Stuart Broad and James Anderson came down the steps, guard of honour. They didn't actually walk through it, but Australia did the ceremonial thing. They came out, batted two over. Stuart Broad hit a six. Uh, that was it. Anderson gets out. They end up 384 in front. Australia come out. Well, they're going to be in all sorts of trouble, aren't they? But no. Kawaja and Warner put on their best stand of the series. 135 across three hours either side of lunch. They haven't lost a wicket, and they, now they need 249 to win when rain came down and washed out the second half of the day. It'd be the biggest fourth innings chase to win a test match here by a mile, but believe me, it's, it's not a difficult place to bat the deeper you get into a test match. It'll spin, and we've seen that from Joe Root, especially from the Vauxhall end. Moen Alley looks to have a fairly injured groin, can't get through the crease. I have no idea what's going on with Mark Wood. Bold one Something. fearsome spell from the Pavilion Emery, hit Kawaja on the back of the lid. Bowled another bump and it nearly took him out um, when they then changed the ball. Sort of limped up the stairs, but hobbled up the stairs after the break. Going on. Didn't bowl through most of the first session. Yeah, uh, any of it. Or any any yeah. of it, sorry. Comes on afterwards. And then when they, even before they went off for rain actually at drinks, he was already limping up the stairs to the rooms. So there's something awry. They haven't told us what it is. They won't because they don't want anybody to know. But if England are effectively down two bowlers out of their five, well, that's going to be, well, that's 40%, isn't it? I reckon Australia in the box seat here. I mean, 249 on the final day, sure, that... You know, historically, you would say you'd rather be fielding, even if it were none for none right sure. now. But, but which they can treat it effectively as though it is. Like this sure. is basically a bonus day. They can come back tomorrow and say, well, now we've got a run chase of 249, 10 wickets in hand, go out and approach it that way. Let's just deal with the two openers. Uh, well, first of all, I might just go to Broad 6 if we're going to go through the day from the start. Uh, Broad was taking Stark and Anderson was taking Murphy. They weren't taking singles in between. It made it yep. feel altogether weird. But... Um, when he did get a ball to hit from Stark, backed away as Broad does so often and whacked it uh, into the stand in the direction of the Archbishop Tennyson School, that gave the crowd something to cheer about. But within, and last ball in Test Cricket, by the way, hit for six. It's a small group of those that have done that. You'll probably have it in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but when they came out to bowl, Broad wasn't on the money at all. He was very leg side. You could see he was trying to attack the stumps, but there was none of that tail away from the left-hander after angling, after angling in. There was just nothing going on with the ball for either him or Anderson. Uh, Wokes bowled with control as always, but again, not a huge amount going on. The spin of root proved to be, other than the, the brief spell from Wood, the most dangerous weapon. So 
after lunch, James Anderson walks out to bowl, I think, a third spell. He's got three catching covers straight away. Like Yorkshire Wall, half a Yorkshire Wall. Yeah, yeah, like UAE sort of tactics. Which he does really well. Like Anderson is the best, or has been the best in the world at setting up a field like that. The cutters, the reverse swing and so on. But the ball's too new for that at this stage. Well, it was immediately after lunch. I think they only bowled 14 or 15 overs in that, in that first session. So, yeah, you, you put all the pieces together. And to me, I just think it's enormously commendable that Warner has gritted that out in favourable conditions, but just, you know, the, the, the resources, how drawn down he would be. Yep. He's played and walked out in so many tough situations. 384 is an enormous amount of scoreboard pressure when chasing in the fourth innings and to guts it out the way he did, to counter-attack when he could. Um, he was the beneficiary of a beamer, which he put away at 1.2, however unusual from Anderson. Again, probably Hall of Fame worthy. But, from, you know, from Wood, that one was, wasn't it? Uh, that was Anderson, but the beamer. Oh, sorry, it was. Yeah. But to the, you know, Warner is, is making this count. And you can't ask much more from him than that in a test that could have been his last, but start in the first innings, 50 in the second innings, a chance to make 100 in England for the first time tomorrow. Well played, Dave Warner. Well, it, it will be his last in England. We know that for sure. Well, so last full stop, yeah, yeah. 58 could be his last forever. Um, we still don't know once the summer rolls around back in Australia. Kawaja on 69, would uh, Warner nice. on, on 58. So between the, the two of them, and, um, you know, they didn't come out and bat like England. They did their own thing, but they did tick the dial up a bit. From the or Kawaja did particularly yep. from the first innings, looked to score a little bit more, played some of his cover drives, hit the field quite a few times, threaded a couple through, and there there were two bursts where he hit boundaries back to back. So he, he he hit four fours in about half an hour, but they were both in, in in an hour and a half. Sorry, but they were both consecutive balls, double double boundary there, double boundary there. Um, just looked like he was he was willing to take it on a bit more. So he was going at a strike rate in the 50s rather than one in the 20s or 30s. I remember reading a, an autobiography from a county player when I was a kid and talking about how you realise late in your career as a county pro over here that living on the back foot is so much better than trying to get on the front foot. Kawaja's clearly realised this. Uh, you know, how often do we say on commentary, Kawaja goes back and defends, Kawaja goes back and defends. He, he might miss out on opportunities to score off the front foot from time to time. Yeah. But his default setting, using the depth of the crease, is just working for him. It's why he's been in the middle now for, what, 1,200-plus balls in the series. That's the fifth time he's faced 100 deliveries or more. Mm -hmm. um, he's on 69, not out overnight. But, yeah, what a series. The leading run scorer in, in excess of 500 runs. And another thing, past 5,000 career runs today, 5,001 to be precise, at 48, 1,500s. Seven of those is returning to the test team a year and a half ago at the SCG in January 2022. His batting average opening the batting is 62. And you combine his career to some great Australian openers, Bill Laurie, Bob Simpson, even Justin Langer as opener. And he had a great career at the top of the list after he went from number three to with Hayden here at the Oval in 2001. And he's right there with all of them for his whole career. And he was far less productive before he became an opener. Yeah, he's, he's changed things around so dramatically. And, and in that last couple of years, he's taken his career average up from high 30s to high 40s. Yeah, 48, it, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very different state of affairs. Um, and today looked like the, the best of Kawaja, the better balance of Kawaja, where he wasn't just soaking up bowling. He was willing to move things along a little bit as well. Uh, I was trying to work out sort of what was up with England's three other seamers because with Wood not available, it was Broad, Anderson to start, and Wokes. Wokes, I thought, bowled really well, um, did his usual thing, you yep. know, across the left-handers, bowled over the wicket for the most part. 
scrambled the seam around, got, got those ones taking off across to see if he could draw a nick. Um, Broad and Anderson weren't quite there in the first spell, Broad particularly. I yeah. wonder if, if all of the distraction of the last sort of 16 hours, all of the interviews he's done and the emotion of it and all of the rest of it um, had... It can, it can take your eye off what you're doing, right? You're still here to win a test match. And I felt to me like classic trying too hard. Yeah, he wants to bowl that defining Ashes spell one more time, right? And look, he might tomorrow. There's no correlation between broad one spell to the next. No. You know, in the past, some of those rip-snorting spells have come after being clouted earlier on, right? So broad, as we explained on our tribute show earlier, he takes his wickets in clumps when they come. They're in one spell. So that's still available yep. to him tomorrow. But I reckon he was trying to aim at the stumps and angle it away. There just was no angle, sorry, rather angle in and move it away. There was just no movement. Yep. The ball that they had and they pulled out of the box wasn't one that was shaping around. Interestingly, the second one they pulled out after the Kawaja head knock um, had a lot more shine on it. Ricky Ponting made this point on telly, so that might be more of a factor tomorrow. Who knows? 1,248 balls faced in the series for Kawaja. Wow. That takes him 46th all time in terms of balls faced in a series. So he was 122nd at the start of the day, so he's gone up by 70 places on that list through the course of the innings. Um, past some some of the all-time great series uh, collections, you know he hasn't slammed massive amounts of runs. You see him go past, say, Viv Richards for balls faced in a series where Viv made 850 runs, sure. compared to the the 450 that Kawaja had at that point. But he is top scorer in this series now, and I mean it's it's set up at a really interesting place. I, I would still think if you were looking at we've got a whole day to play tomorrow. Will Australia chase 249? I would still think that's probably England's game, but they've got to make an inroad. Um, one interesting part is, so you look at Steve Smith's career, how little he averages in the fourth innings of a test. Yep. Huge first innings and second innings numbers, much smaller in the third and the fourth. I think he averages about 30 in the fourth innings. So you, you can't really rely on Smith to do an oval thing because that's not necessarily going to happen. So maybe it's more like, could this be a Travis Head and a Mitchell Marsh kind of chase if Warner and Kawaja can keep going? This is already Australia's second best partnership for the whole series after the Head and Marsh partnership of 155 at Headingley. So 135 between the openers who'll resume tomorrow and who knows, maybe someone nicks off second ball and it all comes apart pretty quickly. But it's, it, it's the great thing about Test cricket. It's fascinating that this could happen. This chase could still happen or yeah. it could rain tomorrow and England could be saved by rain, which would be hilarious <laughs> if that were indeed yeah. the case. Well, if, um, we, if, we, if we end up reporting at England saved by rain after what happened at Manchester yeah. last week, I don't know. Where do the moral ashes go then? I don't know. Totally up in the end. Or, or, you know, more likely, I suppose, England finish it in a, in a blaze of glory. So there are different endings that would all be fitting in their own way. If, if, yep. if Broad and Anderson could do it one more time and bring it home for England, get that test match win, level up the series and, and feel like they've shared what has been such a competitive series. Yeah, I love that it's four of the veterans in the thick of things on the final day. You mentioned Anderson and Broad, Kawaja and Warner for Australia, duking it out. All of them playing their final ashes test match in this country. In all probability, all of them playing their, their final Ashes Test match full stop with so much shared history. I, I love that part of this tomorrow. Um, look, on this ground, I, I touched on before uh, the pitch being good to bat on. I've been at two Test matches here in the last five years where that's really stood up. Um, India were chasing oh, 450 odd, I think it was, on the yep. final day in 2018, no, and they right. fell and they fell about 100 short or something like that. But at T. Um, on day five, they were more than a puncher's chance with KL Rahul and Rishabh Punt making centuries on the final day and doing it in style. Adil Rashid spun England to victory, would you believe? I say, would you believe, like he's not a good bowler. What I mean is, is that... He was, was in the test it team. He was in the test team, full stop. And then here in 2021, in 
India, England again, flipped the roles. England were chasing. They were none for 120 at stumps in pursuit of about 350 on the final day. So a similar kind of setup to this. And it took a Jasper Bumra spell of airspeed and slower balls and going through them um, to give India the win on that day. But it was nothing to do with the surface. It was to do with the skill of the Indian bowlers. So, yeah, my, my sense will be tomorrow will we'll come down to it won't be to do with like balls going underground and hitting cracks or anything like that. It'll be on a true great surface is what it's been so far. Good for all disciplines at different points through the match. Who can hold their nerve? And with 249 runs to play with, in all probability, it'll go to the 15th session of the final test match. And it could mean Australia get the chance to win here for the first time in 22 years. And if they don't, I think I've worked this out. Mm -hmm. If they don't, they don't, it'll be the longest gap for a country in the ashes to not win in a country. Right. I reckon it'll surpass the years between body line and 55-56. And it'll also between 85 um, pass 86, and, 87 and 2010-11. It'll be 26 years by the time Australia return here in, in 2027. So um, I'm sure they won't know that, but my back of a post-it note calculations when the rain delay was on earlier is that would set some history. Maybe someone should tell Stuart Broad. He'd love to know that, I reckon. Let us go for the second last time <laughs> in this series to the final word, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, Ooh. where we pick our most final word moments of the day, the things that have stood out to us. It's brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Don't let the rain spoil your fun this summer feels an appropriate first line here. Yep. With over 700 places to eat, shop and play across the UK's biggest shopping centres. Sly tackle your mates in a game of golf at the Putt Shack, Westfield London or battle for bragging rights over ping pong, beer pong, darts, pool, karaoke at bat and, pool, bat and ball at Westfield, Stratford City. There are good times to be had. Whatever the weather, Google it. Westfield, we love them. Thanks for their support. Your Tip, nominations. Tipping down here, you'd be best place to go inside. My nomination <laughs> is, is the Beamer and the way that David Warner played it because he, you know, it was sort of coming at about face height and he somehow leaned his knees away and then played a little uppercut over the slip cordon from a throat high ball that flew away for four, ended up flat on his back, uh, got the apology, and while lying on the ground, gave a big smile and went, no worries. Like, it's no like, worries, mate. It's like, I got four off it, and we got an extra off it, so actually, uh, fine. And if you do it again, you'll be banned from the attack. Well, I reckon he got the, an official warning yeah, for that. Yeah, there was some chat downstairs. It's the first time Anderson's received a warning for a beamer in his whole career. What a time to do it. Um, the bales being switched around. Everyone had a crack at that, didn't they? There was there was initially Ben oh. Stokes, then it was Johnny Bairstow, then it was Usman Khawaja taking so, the piss out of the England fielders. I enjoyed all of that. Just second time in the series that Bairstow's been way too late to the joke. <laughs> Remember he was doing the like, oh, I'm still in my yeah. ground thing Ooh. at Leeds. Ooh. And it's like, no, no, Stuart Broad did that uh, at Lords, And it was funny then uh, because it had just happened. And Stuart Broad did the bail swapping thing already. Like you, you're the third one in to do the same punchline and hope to get the same reaction. It didn't work. A couple of numbers ones. Maidens in the series. Australia only bowled 34 maidens in the whole series. Before this series, the fewest bowled ever in the Ashes was 104. <laughs> Yep. When, you, when you group it beyond a couple of test matches. So, so, so that's England's record, really. They've blitzed the record yeah. by 70. Bob, Bob Beeman's style, as Daniel Norcross described In it facing fewer maidens than any team by an absolute order of magnitude. And the same applies for run rate. The quickest run rate in an Ashes series before this was 3.89 on average. England, 4.74. Only the, their <laughs> second quickest ever behind the 5.5 in Pakistan last year. Uh, that's it for the Hall of Fame. Let's get in the it's a bit of rain falling through here. We'll, we'll get in undercover here and go home and have an early night. Once more with Gusto tomorrow for Stuart Broad, for David Warner, for all the rest of the veterans who will come out on top. Can't wait to find out. Final word daily for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Catch you tomorrow. See you on day five. Sorry if I ran out to empty this